Welcome to Embrace Your Brain with Dr. D. Joy Coulter. These short weekly brain bits give you fresh glimpses into how your mind works and how to develop its natural brilliance. Welcome to the podcast. Today's topic, Brain Layers and Social Conflict, Part 6. In the last five podcasts, we've been talking about reptiles and mammals and our own core and limbic brain layers. These two systems strongly influence how we approach our schooling, our families, and our work. Let's begin by looking at how these operating systems influence work and education, and then we'll look at parenting styles. Work climates can range from highly creative settings, with lots of teamwork and shared decision-making, a limbic-layered approach, to tightly structured conditions that depend on high productivity, accuracy, and conformity drawing on core layer priorities. Education programs exist along the same continuum, from experiential, individualized learning and free choice to highly disciplined prep school atmospheres. We might even make a case for cultures differing along the same lines. They seem to range from high levels of social intimacy, community and playfulness, and sharing, to a greater emphasis on competitive excellence, hard work, and an emphasis on personal freedom. These style differences are all quite workable, as long as they don't become extreme. Now let's look at parenting styles. Think back on your own upbringing. How important was it to keep your room clean, to respect your elders, to follow the family rules? Did achievement in school, skill in sports, and winning competitions mean a lot to your parents? Can you see the core layer values shining through here? Or perhaps you remember always eating meals together as a family, taking family vacations, being encouraged to go outside and play, and listening to your parents and even grandparents tell family stories. Maybe you even had close connections with your cousins and other relatives. Perhaps your family pitched in often to help other family members who needed help. In this case, the limbic layer is taking the lead. Whichever family pattern you had, hopefully there was a balance between the two layers, though. If your family was highly structured and focused on order and achievement, perhaps you also have great memories of celebrations and delight, too. And if you had a very warm and close family, hopefully you were also supported in your schoolwork and given responsibilities that built your character. What would it look like if either style went too far, though, and put the family at risk? If the highly structured family unit was led by a parent who was overtaken at the core level, the discipline could be extremely harsh. Any failure to show proper respect, any occasion, even outside the home, that humiliated that parent, or any event in the home that disgusted that parent at all would threaten the well-being of the whole family. If the family that enjoyed social intimacy met with hard times and there weren't extended family who could rescue them, Those parents could become overwhelmed. One might become hysterical, while the other might become angry and lash out in all directions. Again, it would be putting the family at risk. We need to control these operating systems so they don't control us. As kids might say, we should learn to be the boss of them, rather than letting them take over on us. In order to hang on to the controls, we need to have strategies for walking ourselves back from behaviors we will regret later. Basically, we need to include our other layers. If the core layer is threatening to overtake us, we might try bringing more limbic layer activities into our lives. And if the limbic layer 
is getting overwhelmed and we're verging on anger or hysteria, bringing more structure and order might help. Basically, we need a plan at a time like that so we can calm back down. But sometimes, a layer has completely overtaken a person, putting them at high risk of causing harm to themselves or others. That calls for immediate professional help and more serious interventions. For now, let's continue to explore ways to prevent reaching the point of a takeover, rather than trying to remedy it. And one way to do that is by talking to ourselves. I know that sounds strange, but here's an example. Have you ever wondered why trainers talk so much to their boxers while the fight is going on? They do that to keep their boxers from sliding down to either of those two lower layers. During training sessions, the trainers would have explained different strategies and then created key words to remind their boxers to keep using these strategies during practice sessions. Now that their boxer is in the ring, the trainers don't want the heightened stress to overtake them. So they call out those keywords almost continuously to keep anchoring their boxers in language. That way, they keep operating from the third layer, where all the boxing strategies are stored. If they fall out of that zone and drop into the second layer, the emotional limbic layer, they'll begin to flail and drop their guard and quickly get outmaneuvered by the opponent. If they drop down to the core layer, they'll shift into survival mode and fight to kill. Soon, they'll begin resorting to moves that get them disqualified. If you watch your own reaction patterns through the eyes of a trainer, what do you see? How about when you're angry? Which layer is leading the show? Are the same old one-liners coming out of your mouth? Those are classic core layer anger responses. But perhaps when you get angry, you feel tongue-tied, and you might even need to take some time away from a situation to cool down. That's a sign you're dropping into the limbic layer with your anger. If that's your go-to layer for fear and overwhelm, too, then you might catch yourself flailing about and looking for support or protection. The fact is, neither layer handles conflict and danger the way we would like. We need to engage a higher layer for that. What matters is not whether we have an initial sense of anger, panic, or overwhelm, but whether we're able to contain ourselves until we can shift into a more workable state. As you watch your behavior, Make note of how soon you're able to shift to a higher level and begin problem-solving or making peace with the situation. As you bring these moments to your attention, you may find this shift happening more easily and more quickly over time. If you're enjoying these podcasts, I think you'll love my book, Original Mind, Uncovering Your Natural Brilliance. It's available on Amazon and at EmbraceYourBrain.com.